0: You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. War Eagle Auburn family, and welcome back to the E2C Network. This is our March Madness 2021 Bracket Challenge Preview Show. We are going to be talking about all, well, 64 games, really. I mean, I know there's those other weird games that you play in for. We're going to be talking about all of those games Every round from the very beginning, the entirety of the madness from the Auburn fan perspective here. And yes, we will be taking a few shots at the Alabama Crimson Tide along the way. So that's what you have in store for you on this show. Right off the top, I want to invite everybody to join our E2C Network Bracket Challenge group. You can find it on the ESPN Tournament Challenge app under E2C Network 2021. You can sign up until the games actually start by using the password conquer. That is C-O-N-Q-U-E-R, conquer. And we'll be repeating that throughout the show today. And of course, on a March Madness show, I've got to invite a few people along with me to introduce my co-host, my first one. You know him from inside the jungle. You'll love him, Mr. Gray Oldenburg. Welcome back. Thank you, sir. glad to be
1: here to talk about this amazing bracket.
0: Well, Gray, we don't get to talk about Auburn this year in this. So, you know, it kind of feels a little bit... It's hard. It'll be hard. We'll we'll make it through it, though. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, There's a few things we've got to kind of get through emotionally here, sit down on the therapy couch and work through. Um, But regardless of that, we're going to still have fun talking about the bracket challenge. Also, we decided to bring in another special guest, as we often do for unique episodes like this. is a guy that's wanted to get involved here on the network in some capacity. And we finally found him a show for he him to be part of. And this is a fun one to do. So I'd like to introduce for the very first time as a guest here on the network, Mr. Graham Fowl. Graham, welcome.
2: Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here.
0: Well, I appreciate you uh, being willing to join us here and and hang out with me and Gray. You know, if you've listened to any time of Inside the Jungle, you'll understand we have no clue what we're talking about.
1: That's (laughs) that's absolute facts.
0: (laughs) So maybe you can bring some levity here and you can actually bring some sensibility to the bracket. So I hope you're ready for that type of standard to be
2: upheld. Um, I'm going to be really sorry to disappoint you in the first round.
0: (laughs) Well, listen, you know. (laughs) Previously on last couple of uh seasons, now let's as a reminder, folks, this is two years since we've been able to actually do this thing. There was no March Madness last year. About this time, we were all in a panic over toilet paper and you know, canned goods and all you know, ransacking the grocery stores. No March Madness to be found anywhere. Thankfully, this year we get to talk about this. In previous years, we've had my friend Ben King on here a lot who you know is kind of ridiculous. He actually doesn't really understand the game of basketball because he knows just how to make, have a good time doing stuff like this. It sounds to me, Graham, like that could be the angle you might be taking on your, on your bracket here.
2: Um, I don't know because I maybe, maybe a little bit. The problem is I dislike a lot of teams and I love a lot of teams. And so I might pick with my heart on some that, um, better sense would tell you to pick the higher seed.
0: Hey, as long as you've got reasons, I don't care what they are. You just need to have some type of reason, even if it's stupid. <laughs> I can
2: make up a reason. We can do that.
0: Graham, I want to give you the floor for just a second uh, to tell a little bit about yourself. Maybe just if a quick little bit about, about where you're from, Auburn fandom, all that kind of stuff, just so people can get to know you.
2: Um, well, my Auburn fandom is a little weird because my dad and mom were actually born and raised in Arkansas, but we moved to Auburn, Alabama. After my dad lost a job and he got another job and uh, a friend of mine was an Alabama fan and my dad wouldn't let me be an Alabama fan. But I said, well, you're an Arkansas fan. And so his concession was we would all be Auburn fans if I wouldn't be an Alabama fan. And uh, ever since then, it's been a um, heart attack inducing decision at times, but a good one. Um I live in Texas now and so it's kind of weird living out of the state and being a being a fan.
0: Yeah, and I love that you're here with the Texas perspective because there's a lot of Texas teams in this bracket, some very prominent ones as well. So maybe you can actually give us a little insight and the listeners as well what to expect from a uh, certain Texas teams, you know Baylor's up there, Texas Tech, Texas themselves. Uh, so maybe you'll, you'll be able to give us a little bit of insight and help out with a bracket. So again, I'm setting the expectations fi- high for you, buddy. I hope you're really ready. for You, you
2: really are. You really
0: are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we don't, you know, you know let people go into the kiddie pool first here. We just throw you right into the deep end and expect you to swim.
2: <laughs> you know, it's true. <laughs> survival of the fittest,
0: right? Absolutely. That's the only ones that survive here. So uh, let's talk to gray now. And I want to, and I will come back I'm going to get Graham's perspective on this as well, but for gray, You know, Auburn's not in this thing. Do I need to say it again? Auburn's not in this thing.
1: No, you don't. You definitely don't. It hurts. It hurts a little bit.
0: Now, let's let's just speculate here a little bit. And let's just say the season played out as it had, with knowing that Sharif Cooper was part of the team, Justin Powell was still going to probably not be playing even before he had left the team, Um Sharif might've gotten better enough to play in the SEC tournament and might've gotten stayed well enough to play in an NCAA tournament if that was an option for Auburn this year. So all of that, in, you know, kind of laid out there. What do you think might've happened SEC tournament wise for Auburn and then placement in NCAA March Madness, if that was even an option for them, what do you think about that prospect?
1: Um, you know, the SEC tournament, you know, we talked last episode said so we were probably about the 10 or 11 line. where about Georgia and South Carolina were, um, uh, for the SEC tournament. And, you know, maybe you pick up one or two wins and then put a team like LSU or Arkansas in the semifinals and uh, and then you kind of hit a roadblock there. Um, uh, As of NCAA tournament, you know, this, this Auburn team has a good, uh, you know, top-end resume with wins like Missouri and wins like uh, Kentucky and, win- you know, They have good wins, but they have really bad losses, and they didn't really beat the teams that they, you know, that are overwhelming wins like Gonzaga, Baylor, Alabama. So, um, you know, I don't know how NCAA tournament seedings would have saw that, or the the committee would have saw that. Um, You know, maybe maybe you sneak into like a a nine to twelve range. And you play somebody that's maybe going down a downward spiral, and you pick up a win, but I, I just don't really see this Auburn team, especially without having a guy like Powell or Cooper, not you know, not there.
0: Yeah, and, and I'm hearing, I'm maybe reading a little bit into this, just kind of hearing you talk about it, that they would have had to have done pretty well in the SEC tournament to ma- even make the bracket. Is that kind of how you're feeling?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I think you you probably need two wins in the SEC tournament to. You may be sticking to like an 11 seed, something like that.
0: So we, probably what would have been happening here is we would be in the situation of the first four, trying to play actually into the, t- the real tournament itself is what it could have been if there was an opportunity at all for Auburn basketball to participate in it in this year. So let's pitch it over to Graham now. What do you think about the prospects of this Auburn team? What could they have made the NCAA tournament?
2: You know, I think if we had beaten Alabama or Gonzaga or Baylor, um, I think our prospects would have been a lot better. But I think probably now, the only way we would have possibly gotten in is we would have had to make the semis or the finals of the SEC tournament. And I think we probably would have been a playing game then as well.
0: Yeah, it did not look good for this Auburn team in terms of prospects, even if it was an option. And you often wonder, you know, how much does that play into the team's psyche, knowing that you really – you know, I hate to say it this way, but don't have anything to play for and uh, how that might have, you know, affected the way that they were competitive against some of the other teams. Because, you know, there were times that this season that some of the best teams, Auburn looked competitive. I'd say that was a case for Alabama, Uh, not so much for playing the number, arguably the two best teams in the land, Baylor and Gonzaga. They pretty much got waxed by both of them, Um, but they did have an opportunity to make a case had they had a run in the SEC tournament. But alas that was not going to happen this year, but uh, we can still have some fun with March Madness and the bracket challenge here and talk a little bit about what we think might actually go down this year. Now we have a little bit of a, a problem here. There's that team Alabama that seems to be somehow, some way pulling together some sort of a year. Does that, h- how are you processing this gray? Is is it, is it hurting you or how do you feel about this?
1: Um, I wouldn't say it's hurting. Uh, I mean, you know, I kind of look at it on the bright side of, um, you know, this is a time where coach Bruce Pearl can go. Yeah. That other team across the state, they're looking up They're I wouldn't say they're playing great right now, um, but they're the number two seed in the NCAA tournament. They just won the SEC tournament. They won the SEC regular season. I are they're they're on the upward spiral and Nate Oates is a great coach and they're going to keep on the upward spiral. I think it's a good motivational factor for Auburn. Um, because, yeah, uh, I wouldn't. I, I still don't think Alabama's ahead of Auburn program wise. I don't think they're really in the top of the SEC program wise over the recent years. You know, it was just a few years ago where they were losing to Norfolk State in the first round of the NIT. <laughs> so, so let's slow down on the okay, we're the best program in the SEC thing. Uh, but no, they had a good year, um, but they are losing to Iona in the first round.
0: You know, I think one of the best tweets that I've seen thus far is, uh, and I, I quote: if I'm quoting it wrong, please forgive me, but I do think it was Auburn Elvis that said, uh, I don't know what the NIT is going to do this year without Alabama <laughs> around to, you know, punch out in the first round against some no-name team. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's one way to uh, look at it here. You know, every dog has its day or every elephant has its day, and this is it right now. Thankfully, you know, this is a time where Auburn really, you know, can't – uh you know, have much say in it and, and it doesn't really affect us outside of, you know, the perception of their program and them having success. You know, Although we probably would like to have a say in it though. So Graham, for you, can you be objective tonight? Can you be honest about the Crimson Tide? Or are you just going to be one of those guys that says, nope, going out first round to a 15 seed?
2: So I think, I'll, seriously, I think this tournament has a lot of matchups that, if teams win, their second round matchup is actually easier than their first one, and I think Alabama is one of those teams. Um, and they're playing Iona, which either Iona is going to win and probably lose the next round, or Alabama's going to the Sweet 16. I think. Um, so I, I don't know. Probably not. I I hate Alabama. <laughs> I think we all do
0: (laughs) the feelings mutual across the board here and across to the listeners as well. Um, But since we're on that subject, typically what we'd like to do here on our bracket challenge preview shows is to um, discuss a little bit about the opening rounds in general, because we'd be here all day if we discussed every single matchup, but we don't have to like just blow through everything so fast, but let's start right there with an opening round game. And Graham's already gave his perspectives of Alabama versus Iona, you know, Rick Pitino, had a bit of a time here uh, of late and has found his way back to Iona to uh, try to re- resurrect his career. Uh, so if there was a coach that I would want to see matched up against Alabama right now, uh, it would definitely be Rick Patino because he's got oh, yeah. something to, to prove. So for you, gray, I'd like to know uh, what are your perspectives on this game? And then ultimately who do you pick going forward?
1: Um, uh, You know, just like you said, if there is a coach that I would, in this tournament that is say not among the one or two seeds, if there is a coach to go against this Alabama team. I would definitely pick Rick Pitino. Um, You know, he, just like you said, he has something to prove. He has something to show to the NCAA that he's still one of the top coaches and he he has to prove that. And he's got a chance to do it right here. Um, you know, a two versus 15, that's a, little, that's a little ambitious. But it has that happened. Only, that has only happened eight times in the tournament history. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I think it'll be close early, but it, Alabama runs away.
0: So I don't know that we got an official pick from you, Graham. Who are you going to go with in this game?
1: Uh,
2: Iona. Iona has great oh, defense. Oh, man. Iona has great defense, and Alabama does not play well against good defenses, let alone great defense.
0: That's a fair point. And as I said, you can make a wild pick as long as you can back it up. And I have to agree with that. Uh, I will not say that I'm as brave as you, Graham. (laughs) I would say that my and we discussed this a little bit pre-show just to pull the curtain back a little bit. I operate off the assumption that, you know, just go ahead and make out, build them up, make them think that they're good and so that they'll fall. It's kind of like the reverse psychology thing or the uh, self-fulfilling prophecy type of situation. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm operating off of. So I'm going to go ahead and say that Alabama wins so that I can laugh even harder when they fall against Rick Um I, I do imagine that this will be the game that every Auburn fan will be tuning into because that's probably a really real chance that we might see a 15 knock off a two seed this year. If, if there was going to be one this, this year, that's probably a close chance there. So there's the Alabama perspective. I'm sure we'll come back to some, more discussions about them unless you're Graham who has already called the biggest upset of the They're tournament. gone. They're gone. <laughs> they gone already for him. All right. Let's let's stay in the East region, which is where Alabama is right now. Looking down that list right there, Gray, what's another game in the first round that sticks out to you?
1: You know, uh, the best game. I think one of the best games in the whole tournament will first round wise will be that eight, nine game LSU against St. Bonaventure. I mean, my goodness, talk about it. Offensive versus great defense. St. Bonaventure has maybe one of the best defenses in the tournament. And I'm including Gonzaga and Baylor and Illinois, those type of teams in that against a really good offensive team at LSU who's probably should have won that sec tournament if they just make a layup at the end. But, um, uh, but I mean, they exploded on us, went and dropped us off for 104 in Baton Rouge. Mm. Um, purely. Ta- I mean, that, that game will be, I mean, that's a, that's a toss up game for me.
0: It really uh, is a good matchup. I think, you know, there's a lot of hurt feelings there about LSU too. We continue to ask the question, how is Will Wade even still coaching there?
1: They should never be on the sidelines. Exactly.
0: You know, there's that question as well. But St. Bonaventure is one of those teams that every once in a while, despite the year, they'll just pop up and and surprise some people. And I will admit to you that I am going to pick St. Bonaventure in that game uh, over LSU. I know that their offense is is strong. Uh, I just got a feeling about the St. Bonaventure team moving forward. Uh, in this batch. So did you pick one? I, I, I missed that. If you picked
1: I, one, I, I, I did. I went with LSU. Um, but I mean, that's, I, I, I could see it either way, either way, but either, either way, either one of those teams is going to lose in the second round.
0: <laughs> that's a very, very, very point there. So what about uh, you, yeah. Graham? What you got?
2: I've got St. Bonaventure. Uh, I like their coach. I think a lot of the tournament comes down to coaching um, and the refs, but You can only control coaching. So I like their coach better than Will Wave.
0: So if you were going to pick another game in the opening round of the East,
2: Graham, what's the next one that you would look at? Georgetown and Colorado. Um, Patrick Ewing is the coach of Georgetown, and he hates losing more than he likes breathing. I'm convinced. And I don't know if he'll pull off the upset against Colorado, but I don't expect it to be more than a five-point game. Mm -hmm.
0: I think I'm intrigued by this game simply because it's Patrick Ewing. You know, this that's the new trend lately is we've got a lot of NBA greats coming back and coaching teams. You know, you've got Patrick Ewing, uh, and I was I was about to say Scotty Pippen, but it's Scotty Pippen Jr. that's on the team with a former NBA player. Uh, you know, those type of stories are becoming more and more common here. And the the trick here is for Georgetown is will they actually let Patrick Ewing into the building? Uh, you know, because they apparently
2: don't know who he is anymore. I don't know if y'all have seen uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> the man's seven feet tall. He's playing basketball. Like, yeah, he's, just just, let, just him let, him let
0: him let him on in here. You know, it, I, I think he's good. If <laughs> that's the case, Georgetown is definitely winning that game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, did you pick Georgetown in that one?
2: I actually picked Colorado, but I it wouldn't shock me if Georgetown won. I, He's such a good coach. He's such a good coach. He really is. He is. And I think
0: it's one of those that I think most people acknowledge that Colorado probably gets the win here, but you're still interested because of the storylines of Patrick Ewing and because he is a good coach. Uh, what about you, Gray, in that? Uh, you know,
1: I, I, I like Patrick Ewing, but I also, uh, I, I like the resume of Georgetown a little bit better than Colorado. Col- that, Pac- that Pac-12 is just not intriguing to me so uh, this year. And that Big East was loaded. You know, Creighton and Villanova and Georgia, I mean, those, that, they fought. They fought through that tournament. I think they ended up losing to Creighton, um, Give me, give me Georgetown. Give me the Fighting Patrick Ewing. There you go. Okay. The
2: Fighting Patrick Ewing.
1: <laughs> I, do, I do
0: like the differentiation we're having here so far. It's not completely the same, and I think that's a testament to how maybe competitive this region at least, but the tournament as a whole might yeah. be that you could really make cases either way, uh, and you can make a case for Iona versus Alabama. Probably still going to be Alabama. We're hoping for Iona, but there's a case to be made there. The last one that I would bring up in the opening round, uh, and this goes to one of my rules. And so here is where a lot of my critics, uh, whether friendly or otherwise, are going to start rolling their eyes because they know what's coming. One of my golden rules in the tournament is you never, ever, ever count out Tom Izzo. The Michigan State Spartans have not had the best of years. In fact, it's not been the best of years to the point where they're now a play-in game to the tournament against, I mean, just think about the year we're having already with uh, you know, Duke and in Kentucky and Auburn not even in the tournament themselves. But UCLA is a play-in game with Michigan State. How many times can you say that? That's just ridiculous. Um, so that's the one I'm going to be keeping my eye on. And uh, as I said, my rule is that Michigan State and Tom Izzo should never, ever be counted out of any tournament. So I will be picking Michigan State to w- beat UCLA. I will be picking Michigan State to go on to face Texas in the second round uh what about you guys in that game any do you want to bring me down off the cliff a little bit or do you agree
1: no I'm gonna agree with you I never count out Tom Izzo you know there's a reason they call the month of March the Izzo month and uh you know BYU is a good team I I don't really know much about UCLA you know just like I said before I don't really know about the Pac-12 this year but I, I it's Tom Izzo, man, and they competed in the best conference in basketball this year, the Big Ten, and uh, weren't terrible enough to make the tournament. Um, and BYU, you know, they did play well. They almost beat the over, number one overall seed Gonzaga in the uh, in that tournament uh, championship. But hey, give me Michigan State.
0: I think uh, you know the big thing here is that Michigan State. If they are to pull off my rule properly, they have one of the toughest routes. If you count, obviously, UCLA, oh, yeah. BYU, Texas, potentially, potentially Alabama, potentially. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a loose term there. If you're talking to Graham, it's not a potential because they're already out. <laughs> nope.
2: they out. They gone.
0: <laughs> it's probably it at this point. Uh, but why let's, let's ask you, Graham, what do you think about the prospects of Michigan State going far?
2: Again, Izzo's a great, great coach like y'all have like y'all have said, I have I actually have BYU winning this game. Uh, their points per possession are higher. Their effective field goal percentage is higher. Their turnover percentage is about the same. Um, and I don't know what day um, Michigan State's playing. Because if they're playing the night before and they have to turn around and play a game the next day, that's tough.
0: Yeah, it'll, it'll be a tough little turnaround for them, and it'll be a tough uh, competition all the way around. You know, like I said, I, I'm in danger for one of my rules this year, maybe my second one as well, which we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, but uh, I do think that I'm, I'm a fan of Tom Izzo, and I do think that he will at least make a little bit of noise in the tournament because he's Tom freaking Izzo. Um, so how about we do this? I, I think this would probably be a, a good way to, to round out the rest of the tournament, too, as we do this. Uh, let's discuss in general, since we're going to have some differentiation past the opening round for all of us, walk me through the opening rounds, or excuse me, the second rounds, the sweet 16 until your elite eight. So I'll let you do that first Graham in the East reason. Walk me through that till you get to your elite eight.
2: I've got Michigan going all the way to the elite eight. I've got Colorado losing to Michigan in the 16. I've got Abilene Christian actually beating BYU. I've got Yukon beating Iona because again, Alabama, they gone. Um, UConn makes it to the Sweet 16, and they end up playing Michigan in the Elite 8.
0: Um, I'm going to disagree with you on the UConn thing. I think they're overhyped this year. Um, I do think that Michigan is potentially going to make it out all the way to the Elite 8, uh, just to give you guys a little bit of idea of what I'm kind of thinking through here. Um, I'm actually surprised that you think Abilene Christian is not only going to beat Texas, but potentially beat BYU as well. So there's a lot of differentiation for us there. Um, I think Michigan is by far, obviously the number one seed is, is by far the best one in this entire um, region. And I I do see them going potentially much further. So I will say Michigan to the elite eight for me. Um, And then on the other side of that, my rule is don't count out Tom Izzo. So I am saying Tom Izzo makes it and we have a Michigan Versus Michigan State Elite Eight matchup. Can you imagine the, fun. how much fun that would be? Sign me up every day and twice on Sunday for that. Uh, now, probably wouldn't go much further in the excitement past that because uh, I do think I have a lot of respect for Michigan, uh, but that's how I see my Elite Eight there matching up Michigan versus Michigan State. Gray, walk me down to your Elite Eight in the East region.
1: Yeah, I. I uh... I got Michigan as well, going all the way to the Elite Eight. Uh, I got them beating Florida State in the Sweet 16. Um, I can't get on board with uh, Tom Izzo. I got him, I got him <laughs> winning against UCLA. I got him winning against BYU. That Texas team just won the Big 12. I've got Texas against Alabama in the Sweet 16. Give me, give me Michigan and Texas in the Elite Eight. Michigan and
0: Texas for you. In the Elite Eight, so we all agree that Michigan's going to be there. That's fair, right? Not, yes. not a big, not a big shock there. Yes, sir. If, let, let's walk it out even further, and I think this is be the best way to operate in this tournament challenge. Do we all have Michigan moving on to the Final Four?
1: No. Oh. Ooh. Okay.
0: I will go ahead and put my hand up. I do. Michigan. So Ram, you've got Michigan too. Uh, do you think it's a? Do you think it's like a blowout? They're just going to dominate this region, or do you think they're going to have a challenge?
2: I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I haven't watched much Michigan basketball, so it's hard for me to say. Um, I have watched more of the Big 12 SEC type basketball, so I have no clue on that. I think it's the tournament, it, it, so whoever they play is going to be a tough matchup. Uh, if they play Virginia, Virginia is so tough defensively, that could get really inf- interesting. Um, And they had the refs on their side with double dribbling, you know, (laughs) you know, that too. And historically, Michigan has had the refs against them with that phantom timeout called against Chris Weber. So, Mm. you know, that's, I mean, that could be a thing.
0: absolutely could be. So we got Michigan over here. So let's all turn and look at Mr. Gray Oldenburg. What are, you, what are you
1: doing? Picking- give, me the, give me the longhorns. Give me the champions of the Big 12. Oh, my oh, gosh. Give me on. Texas in the final four. Uh-huh.
0: Okay. All right. So, Graham, I need you to set him straight, please. Te- you have seen the Big 12 a little bit since you're out that way. Why are you not picking Texas to even make it out of the first round? And he's got him going all the way in the, to the final four. Hel- set him straight for me.
2: Okay, so here's the thing about Texas. Texas across every sport, I don't care if it's underwater basket weaving, is always, always overrated. I don't care what it is. They're always overrated. And uh, that applies here, too. I don't believe they're that good. I I just don't. I don't see it. I don't see it. That's that's my statement. And standing next. I I can't even I can't even (laughs) I don't even know what to say to that. So it's
0: more of a it's more of an emotional response, not really a a, like logistical, like I've got you know actual basketball stats reasons.
2: You know, that is very true, but I've got history on my side. So that's that's the one thing I've got going for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) In March Madness, anything makes sense. All right. So that is the East region for all of us. Uh we've got two Michigans and we've got one. Texas, okay, Grant, <laughs> great. <laughs> you, I'm gonna let you be over there. Uh, what's what's the whole? Um, who who was it that interrupted, like the Emmys or something like that? Uh, Kanye, or Kanye. In, Kanye interrupted. <laughs> I'm gonna let you do you over here. But Michigan is the best basketball team out of the East region. All right, let's move on. Let's go. Uh, I'm gonna move up in my viewpoint here to the West region. Um, this has uh, I'll give a breakdown for most people that aren't maybe looking at a bracket to follow along. Uh, Gonzaga is the number one seed. Uh, number two seed would be Iowa. Uh, we won't go through all of them, but those, that can kind of give you a good idea of who's expected at least seeding wise to be at the end of uh, this thing. Uh, so for the West region, let's start with Graham this time. What's a game in the opening round that you've got your eye on?
2: Uh, Oregon VCU, Oregon and VCU, uh, VCU is a good underrated team and, uh, Oregon, I've watched actually some – I've watched weird games this year. I watched Oregon play USC, and they didn't look good at all. Now, apparently, USC is one of the better teams in the country, but VCU has beaten St. Bonaventure and played Utah State and won and beat St. Louis. And so I'm going to agree with Gray uh, for similar reasons that I said on Texas. I think the Pac-12 generally in every sport is a little overrated – um uh, so i like that game a lot okay
0: i you know it's not one that really piques my interest outside of having vcu there um i do agree with you though that in most things the pack t- uh is it 10 or 12 i can never remember anymore i mean <laughs> 12
1: i mean the 12 the pack 12 but i don't know how many teams i have
0: at this point it just gets too confusing it's it another matter. case for uh you know rearrangement and all that really good stuff doesn't right matter, to it, <laughs> it doesn't so okay how, how about you, you you gray what do you, what do you, you know you say i'm about gonna that?
1: i'm gonna keep on subject i don't like the pac-12 i was not impressed with the pac-12 <laughs> all this year give me whoever wins either wichita state or drake over usc I, I'm, in that,
0: I'm in a similar camp with you. Okay, I'll be honest. I am going to call it upset Wichita or Drake. I think it's going to be Wichita. Uh, both have had a history of being kind of Cinderella darlings, more, more Wichita. Um, and I do worry about this pick the most out of everything that I've made so far, I'll be honest with you. Because yeah. I do acknowledge USC looks good on paper, but it's still part of the Pac-10, 12, whatever, that continues to underperform on the big stage. Um, so I will pick the upset there with you against USC, USC. What's another game gray that you got your eye on?
1: Um, I mean, there's really no interesting games. I will definitely not be watching the Virginia, uh, Ohio game that, that just won't, that's not entertaining basketball. Um, I will be watching maybe the Oklahoma, Missouri game. You know, we've seen Missouri at very high highs and very low lows this year. You know, they've, Beaten a team like Illinois and Alabama, but they've lost teams like Auburn and Georgia. So, never know what to expect from Missouri. Oklahoma w- was competing with Texas and Oklahoma State and those teams for the Big Twelve. You know they're they're all right. You know that's another team that beat Alabama. Um, thank goodness. You know, thank you, Oklahoma. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I think that's that one's just another toss-up game. Uh, I, I went with Oklahoma just because. You know, Missouri is just so inconsistent.
0: I'll be honest with you; I'm shocked that Missouri's in this thing. Yeah, I, I really I am. I, I just I don't know how the way that their trajectory they they were so high coming out of non-conference play had one of the best maybe in some circles, the best resume coming out of non-conference and then just be continued to slide in conference yeah. play lost. to, And it hurts to say this, but lost to a team like Auburn this year, who's had their struggles, as you said. So how Missouri gets into this thing, I'm still shocked by when I actually was scrolling through the, uh, the picks and it was the second pick to make. I was like, hold on, excuse me. I'm not, I can't even justify a pick of Missouri just because I didn't think they were supposed to be in it. Uh, what about you, Graham? Do you think Missouri's overrated? Do you think they should be in this thing?
2: You know, it depends on which Missouri team shows up. Yeah. So there it's, I don't it's a toss up. If they come out with their hair on fire, they very well could beat Oklahoma. If they come out looking like puppy dogs at the pound, that they're going to lose by 20. I mean, that's just the way it is with that Missouri team. And Oklahoma seemed to be pretty consistent. Um, they did beat Alabama, which, and I think in our opinions, isn't that great of a feat um some people are hyping up alabama as a final four or even a national championship contender i don't think any of us are going to have that but it is clearly a, not is you <laughs> no they're gone <laughs> that's the
0: theme for the show they gone they gone gone they gone um, here's here's one that I've kind of got my eye on in this uh, round. The more I look at this region, the more I actually kind of like it. To be honest with you, because I think it has the potential for some upset magic to happen, at least within not the higher seeds or the two highest seeds. I I do think Gonzaga is one of the better teams. I, I have a lot of respect for Iowa and Luca Garza, and to me, he's the best basketball player uh, because of what he does with his in in the nation because of his height and what he still does with that type of like he's he's a yeah. Dirk Nowitzki type, where you think that guy at seven, however many feet he is, uh, you know, it, that he shouldn't be able to dribble like that. He shouldn't be able to shoot like that, but yet he is. So to me, I know there's a lot of cases, the guy from Baylor, uh, there's other other players that you could make a case for around the country. But to me, I have a lot of respect for Luka Garza. So I'm going to uh, obviously have a lot of respect for the team that he's on as well. The matchup that I, I would look at here, traditionally in the bracketology stuff, they tell you to look for an upset in the five to twelve matchup in the mm-hmm. opening rounds,
1: nope.
0: Crichton, Creighton, Creighton—how you pronounce it? Creighton, Creighton—they got upset by Georgetown. Correct? I, am I right on that, Gray?
1: I don't, I don't know. I know they were in the final of the Big East. I think Creighton beat Villanova, the top seed in the Big East. Um, I've got I've, you're gonna like this. I've got Creighton going to the Sweet 16 over Virginia in the second round.
0: Oh, i like it because you did it over virginia so simply from that i can't really hate that pick here here's the thing though i think this is the best opportunity for a 512 upset
1: I, I know i've got
0: one i've got one I, I, You you must have one in this tournament and i need to actually i'm kind of double checking myself to make sure i've already got one here because if i haven't and i'm preaching this stuff uh oh guys i'm in trouble <laughs> i just looked through the rest of it and i'm in trouble Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications and bonus content that is available nowhere else if you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one please head on over to patreon.com slash e2c network to join the e2c network booster club you can also get there by going to our website e2c support Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Anyway, I do probably need to rethink this one. Uh, I think potentially um, they, they might be the upset here in the West region. I don't know that the uh, you, uh, Santa Barbara's uh, team will go much further than that, but there's a potential that. What do you think about that, Graham?
2: I've got Santa Barbara beating Creighton, um, and I had a statistical reason for it. See, the problem is with the NCAA tournament is you, watch, you get all these, like, 16 and 15 seeds, and you're like, I've not watched them at all, but they're, like, 22 and 4. Uh, they've gone on an 18-to-1 run. They're a hustle team. They like to force turnovers and deflections. And you know what? In the NCAA tournament, I think that wins you a lot of games.
0: It, it could, yes. Hustle, heart. I mean, that's kind of what got Auburn on their streak in the NCAA tournament two years ago. Uh, they were a good offensive team, uh, but really it's just they were outgunning people. And uh, there was a point in the Kansas matchup in the uh, second round, I believe it was, where they just made Kansas look silly. I mean, it, w- it was just embarrassing for them because they just could not keep up with how Auburn just moved up and down the board, offensive and defensively. So that's a great point for the Santa Barbara uh, team to potentially be that upset there. I might have to reevaluate myself because I do have uh, Creighton going forward in that matchup. Um, So let's do this now. Let's do the same thing we did in the other region. Let's walk it down to the Elite Eight first, and then we'll just talk about who's going to be your final four. Let's start with Graham and walk me down through the rest of the round of 32 the sweet 16 and how you get and who you get for your elite eight in the West region.
2: Um, My West region I've got. uh, So, and the sweet 16, I've actually got Virginia upsetting Gonzaga Mm. and uh, I've got Iowa beating USC. Here's the deal. Virginia's defense is centered around. They play a pack line defense and the pack line is all about protecting the paint. And everything I've seen from Gonzaga is they like to run their offense more or less through their center. And what I've seen from their center is their center doesn't typically score from outside of 10 foot from around the basket from block to block, give or take. And I think if he cannot, I've not seen him make outside shots. And if he won't make outside shots, that's going to cause a lot of trouble for Gonzaga.
0: All right, so where do you uh, end up? Uh, clarify for everybody, in your Elite Eight, you've got Iowa over who?
1: Uh,
2: Iowa over Virginia.
0: Over Virginia going to the Final Four. That's your Final Four pick for this one.
2: Yes, I've All got right. Iowa going to the Final Four.
0: All right, Gray, walk me down to your Elite Eight, and then eventually your Final Four pick out of the West region.
1: Yeah, I've got Gonzaga over Creighton in the Sweet 16. And then Iowa over Kansas in the Sweet 16 to give me Gonzaga versus Iowa, and I do think that will be the best big man matchup: Drew Timmy against Luca Garza in the whole tournament. Very excited about that matchup. That's why I kind of, kind of angled it towards. I was like, you know, I gotta, I gotta have these two, you meeting at some point. Um, those are two really good teams, really good resumes. You know, Gonzaga's undefeated. You know, this, yeah, it's only it's very rare that we have a team come in undefeated and go throughout the whole tournament. And I, you know, I don't know, but I do have Gonzaga advancing to the final four.
0: So we got some differentiation again here from you two Gonzaga for gray and Iowa taking my boy, Luca Garza into the final four for Graham. For me, I do think that this one eventually all paths lead, no matter how you get there, to Luca Garza and Iowa Hawkeyes taking on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Um, I think Gonzaga is the second best team in the land, even though they're the number one seed. Uh, but I do agree with Gray that this is probably going to be the best matchup. Other things that, you know, happen throughout the rest of this re- region for me, um, I'm going to pick UVA uh, and as much as it hurts me, Virginia, to, to make it a, into the Sweet 16, but they do eventually get beat. Um, I've got Wichita being somewhat of a Cinderella team, make it into the sweet 16 again. Uh, but it, like I said, all roads lead to that big matchup for me. I'm going to say that Gonzaga makes it out of this region and eventually uh, obviously into the final four. So to clarify for everybody, we've got an Iowa from Graham and two Gonzaga's from me and gray. Uh, it seems uh, like I, agree with both of you honestly except for that whole texas pick that he made a little while ago that was um, i lost a lot of respect just, for greg
1: just y'all wait <laughs> oh no <laughs> this
0: is gonna get worse all right well let's not put anybody's in spencer let's move on to the south region here uh one an, another great team headlines the south yeah. region the baylor bears at the number one seed there the number two seed the ohio state buckeyes lead the way Seating wise that's where you would expect this thing to end up. But let's talk about the first round of the South region. Gray, open us up. First game that sticks out to you from that opening round.
1: You said last uh, region that we went through, got to have a 5-12. Well, I tell you, this is a perfect 5-12 right here. Winthrop over Villanova. Winthrop is, let me see if I get this right, 23-1? and Yeah over a Villanova team that has had COVID troubles this year, just got beat in the uh, semifinals of their conference tournament after winning the regular season of the tournament. They're on the downward spiral. I really don't like Jay Wright. Uh, give me Winthrop.
0: So I want to believe in a Winthrop team. They've had their time as well as a, a, a former Cinderella. Um, to me, there's a lot of opportunities for Cinderella teams here. I personally just don't see Winthrop being it this year. And and I hear you. I think you make great points on why they could be it. Villanova is just one of those teams I have a hard time not believing in. Uh, and I think part of that, I've got I got a I good friend.
1: I not believe in Villanova.
0: <laughs> I, this is maybe a little bit emotional for me here because I – not emotional, but just more that kind of reasoning in terms of uh, why I picked Villanova. i got a buddy um, that's helped me a lot in my career that's a big Villanova fan. So I think that's more kind of why I give them a little bit of – more to his credit than they deserve. Um so I just don't think that's gonna happen. What do you think about that matchup, Graham?
2: Uh I think Villanova wins. However, Gray may have a point because Winthrop is amazing at rebounding and Villanova's not good at rebounding. So really, if shots are going down, mm-hmm. yeah, if it comes down to the boards, it may go Winthrop's way. Yeah, I mean I like have I said Villanova there's there. other
0: opportunities there.
2: So you but you pick Villanova? I did pick Villanova.
0: What's another game on your mind, Graham, for the opening round?
2: Uh, I like the – we're in the south region, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. I like the Arkansas and Colgate. Um, I think Arkansas probably wins. I like Colgate to potentially push them and show some weaknesses, though. Uh, I, I think P- Colgate very well might win that game. I've got Arkansas – winning it though i do believe i've got like two different brackets up so it's like i'm trying to go between back and back and forth yeah i've got arkansas (laughs) winning but i think colgate will push them and it'll be a close game and if it's a close game it can come down to a last second shot where Mm -hmm. you know cinderellas are made and that type of stuff
0: absolutely you know 314 is not super uncommon Uh, colgate's a team that's done that type of scenario before Um, let me ask you, Graham, did you lose any respect for Arkansas in the SEC tournament? I came in with very high expectations for them and they kind of let me down a little bit.
2: So, um, as I said in the opening, my parents are both Arkansas fans. And so I'm kind of the biggest cynic on Arkansas, anything, (laughs) unless if they're playing basketball in the nineties and it's not the nineties. And so I just don't expect Arkansas to do anything. They choke a lot in the high pressure situations. So basically so the USC, USC type of scenario.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Something like that.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I, as I said, I've been burned a little bit by Arkansas. Um, I, I had high hopes that they were going to embarrass um, Alabama in the tournament championship for the SEC. Uh, that did not happen. Uh, thankfully LSU almost did that. Uh, but uh, I've kind of, I'll be honest, I've soured on them a little bit since then, and that may be to my detriment. I do think Arkansas makes it out of that game, but no further. What about you, uh, Gray? What do you got for that type of matchup?
1: Uh, Yeah, I guess Arkansas. I don't really know much about this Colgate team. I mean, did they win their – I'm assuming they won their conference uh, tournament. They're 14-1. and They probably had COVID troubles. Uh, Just like Kyle said – Arkansas really disappointed me in the in the uh, in that uh, SEC tournament, but it's like, you know, you can't really you can't really relate that type of that LSU versus the Colgate, you know. So yeah, I'll go Arkansas.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I think it's fair to say they probably will get out of this game. Uh, but it's also fair to say that our expectations for them have lowered quite a bit since then. Uh, just looking at some other matchups, maybe for the first round, you know, the only other true blue bud that seems like left in this tournament these days is, is UNC. They're up there with Wisconsin. That might be a good matchup there. Uh, for some reason, I'm high on Texas
2: Tech. Uh, Graham, they're fine. should I
0: should I be high on that or no?
2: No, they're fine. Um, you know, they have the the dude McClung. What is I forget his first name? McClung. He was gonna go to Auburn at well, some point. On, and, yeah. yeah. And uh he's been a rock star for them. And Texas Tech plays this high tempo running gun. We're gonna press the ball up and down the floor, get in transition and run you out of the gym type of game, which I, I love. That's my style of basketball. I think it's the best way to play. So I I think they're I think they're a good team and they can go really far
0: i hope glad that you said that because, uh, you know, that was one of the things that I was nervous about uh, in just terms of following Texas Tech with my limited ability to do so this year. I do have them going to the Elite Eight, and uh, I am nervous about that one. Um, But uh, I do think that they're a team and a program that I respect, and and hopefully they'll get there for me at the end. Uh, Oh, other thing before we walk through the rest of this region uh, with each other here, I do want to ask Gray, since we've covered, you know, this – Secs and in detail with each other florida's here against virginia tech you think florida's one of those teams that can do something or do you think they're going to be one of the teams that just kind of quickly falls out from the sec
1: i think they'll beat virginia tech but you run into a buzzsaw in ohio state right after that <laughs> um so i know i'll go i'll go with they'll they'll win that 7-10 matchup against virginia tech you know virginia tech didn't really impress me in the acc tournament uh so i'll I'll go Florida then, but get blown out by the Buckeyes.
0: All right. Well, let's go the rest of the way there, Gray. I want you to walk me through the round of 32, through the Sweet 16. Give me your Elite 8 and then your eventual champion of this region going on to the Final Four.
1: All right. So in the Sweet 16, I have at, the, at that top Sweet 16, I have Baylor and, you're right, Winthrop. Mm. Going to the Sweet Good 16. Good luck with that one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and then give me, in and the, and the other Sweet 16 matchup, I want Texas Tech and Ohio State. Um, yeah, I've been back and forth on this Texas Tech and Ohio State, and I think, Kyle, you just sold me on Texas Tech. So I'll go Texas Tech into the Elite Eight, going against Baylor. Um, I think Baylor is by far the best team in this region, and I think they advance to the Final Four.
0: And we have a Final Four pick of Baylor for Gray. Now, let's see if that guy from the actual Southwest can mirror that for you and bring Baylor and Texas Tech back with each other. What say you for the way this one shakes out all the way down to the final four?
2: So for my Sweet 16, I've got Baylor playing Purdue, and Baylor's winning that game. And then I've got Ohio State and Texas Tech. Um, I've got Baylor beating Ohio State. Uh, I've got Ohio state beating Texas tech, but honestly, that one's a toss up. It depends on who's, who's making their threes. I think. And uh, I've got Baylor beating whoever, whether it's Texas tech, I think if it's Texas tech, Baylor beats them soundly, but if it's Ohio state, I think it's a much closer game and Baylor wins.
0: In either scenario, we all agree here that I think Baylor and I say we, because I will also agree with all of you. uh, Baylor, and let me just take a moment here and 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 admit this on the air. I have two brothers that uh, one graduated already for his master's degree from Baylor, and the other one's currently there uh, in seminary, uh, about to eventually graduate with his uh, graduate degree from uh, from Baylor. And I, I, you know, it pains me to have to give their school a little bit of you know pep here and and a little talk about them in a good light because there's that brotherly rivalry here. Uh, but there's also that angle for the Auburn fans, uh, for one, Davion Mitchell. And we often wonder what type of situation we'd be in right now, point guard-wise, if mm. he had stayed. Um, so we uh, we obviously hope that he does well in this tournament. But it, it's easy to also cheer for him when he's doing big things on a great team like Baylor. So we all agree, right? Baylor makes it to the Final Four. Yes. Yes. All right, that is the. I'm actually putting a check mark next to that on my list. That the only one that we've actually agreed on across the board. And I think that might bode well for the way things shake out eventually. All right, the final region that we have right here is the Midwest, and I told you guys pre-show this one. I'm not as big a fan of uh, because I didn't really like some of the matchups. I think. Uh, there's not a lot that excites me out of it. Maybe you all can change my mind. So we'll start with Graham. Uh, what's the first game of the opening round of this region that you have your eye on?
2: Liberty over Oklahoma State.
1: Hmm. No.
0: Okay.
2: Ooh. You're about to sell me on that one. I don't know. Yeah, I, me too. I'm not I'm not one
0: of them buying that.
2: So uh, I go to Liberty and so they're the best school. That's that's there you go. Okay. Well, I said and, it uh, as long as you have a reason. <laughs> I have a reason. Uh, No, seriously, though. Liberty, they hold their opponents to under 60 points a game. Now, um, the teams they played against are not as high ranked. But any team at a collegiate level that can hold their opponents on average to under 60 points a game has a good chance to go far in the NCAA tournament.
0: I want to believe you. And Liberty's done it before.
1: Let me say, that was a much more that's a much better reason than you going to that school. <laughs> like you almost sold me on it just then. <laughs> okay. Well, then uh, gray. How about you? What do you think about that? I'll lineup? go. I'll go. I know. No, I can't, <laughs> I'm going to Oklahoma state. They've got the best player in the whole tournament and Cade Cunningham is uh, a six, eight point guard that, that he'll be the number one pick in this next NBA draft. I, right, this, this is, this will be like that John Morant, Murray state run. Um <laughs> he's he's spectacular he's so good uh give me Oklahoma yes. State, but close close Look,
0: i agree with you about oklahoma state what i don't agree with you about is the best uh, player in the tournament that is luca garza out of iowa all right.
1: all right best big versus best guard there you go uh,
0: excuse me did you not hear me make my case for luca garza just because <laughs> his height doesn't mean that he's not a guard i mean have you seen the dude play uh, I, I agree with you. I think he's a great player too, and we can debate on who's the best team, uh, best team obviously, but the best player in college basketball. Uh, but Oklahoma State is is definitely the team I think that comes out of there. Uh, what about you, uh, Gray? Another matchup that you
1: uh, got um, your try on. Yeah, this, this, just like you said in the when we started going looking at this region, there's not a lot of really intriguing matchups. Even when you start getting to the second and third round, it's kind of like, eh, I don't really know about that um i guess go for san diego state and syracuse i you know i'm going with the upset there i'm going with the orange uh, buddy Beheim, little coach's son it, it can fill it up he can shoot the basketball and that's what this tournament is about gonna be syracuse over san diego state
2: all right what say you about that matchup graham uh yeah that's not happening as much as i love jim <laughs> Bayheim and i love old biggies coaches that's not going to happen. Uh, San Diego State again holds their opponents' po- opponents to sixty point six points per game. They do have a better record than the aforementioned Liberty Flames that are going to rap- wreck this tournament. But <laughs> and they play tougher competition. I I think if again these these old coaches Roy Williams, um, Jim Beheim, uh, Tom Izzo. These guys, once they get into the tournament, it's almost like it's a completely different ball game. Um, So Syracuse might win, but I, I just don't see it. I, I have San Diego State. Let me bring this topic
0: up because I'm intrigued by this one. Uh, you don't get to talk about this type of team that often being at least a major contender. Anybody high on Loyola uh, Chicago uh, at the eighth seed and that the first matchup there is oh, sure. uh, yeah. Georgia Tech versus Loyola Chicago. Anybody high on that?
1: yeah well, I mean that's a i i I think loyalcola blows Georgia Tech out <laughs> I mean, sister Jeans I, that's over, yeah, that game's already decided. Do you think they go much further? no okay no <laughs> is
0: it Sorry. because they run into no Illinois? Way. they run right into illinois <laughs> well on, on that note, then let me ask you guys this uh you know, arguably, I think Illinois would be the lowest of the number one seeds do do we all agree with that?
1: I, uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, okay. They did, you know, they did beat Michigan by like 27 you know, the last time they played Michigan, but I think Michigan's a better basketball team. Uh, but I, so I, I don't know. I think if Michigan and Illinois swap places, I'd have Michigan in the Final Four and Texas still going and beating Illinois. But I, I guess you can say that they're the worst of the ones. I, I mean,
0: there's still a one. I mean there's, there's, know, there's oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. It's still good. I just when you look at that, obviously, you know, they put at the very top of the bracket, they put the number one overall seed, which they consider to yeah. be Gonzaga. And then the way it all rolls out here, you would kind of assume that Iowa or no Iowa, excuse me, but uh, Illinois would be the lower seed there. So I, I almost wonder is there another team that should have been a number one? Is is that the case for anybody here? What about you, Graham?
2: Uh I think they got it pretty much I think they got it pretty much right. I think you can make an argument for maybe Ohio state over Illinois, um, but Illinois has got the better record. So mm-hmm. I, you know, and I don't think Alabama is the one for sure. And maybe Iowa, yeah, but yeah. again, Illinois has a better record. So it's just hard. I think they, I think the committee did well on the ones and twos this year. It's not like the last time when we played an NCAA tournament and we had a auburn team who was a five seed after winning their conference champion so i, I have no real complaints with this rate ranking system
0: uh, you know when they don't have auburn to you know treat and disrespect in in terms of seating they tend to get things right so that's the way it, it shook out this year it seems like for the most part it, it looks pretty good across ones and twos all right well let's start with graham i want you to walk me down in this uh region From the round of 32 through the Sweet 16, give me your matchup for the Elite Eight in your eventual Final Four.
2: I've got Illinois advancing over the Liberty Plains in the Sweet 16. I've got West Virginia over Houston in the Sweet 16. And I've got West Virginia over Illinois in the Elite Eight.
0: West Virginia. It's a team that's very hot right now. And you think that they're going to be the first, well, not the first ones in, in your minds. Actually, I'm looking at you've got a one, you've got a two, and you've got a one. So this is going to be the first lower than two seed that you have making it to the final four.
2: Yeah. Uh, they're Bob Huggins is a heck of a coach, and uh, he likes to press the ball and cause chaos. That is his MO. Yep. And that causes trouble for teams that aren't used to playing that style.
0: It's it's hard not to like a Bob, a Bob Huggins team, and I, I do think that they will do well. Um, I'll, I'll give you mine since we're on that subject. I am very similar to you. In fact, completely the same. Our routes to get there may be a little bit different, uh, but I, I have West Virginia versus Illinois in the Elite Eight games. Uh, I don't really have anything exciting actually happening the rest of the time. The entire way through this region, that's why I told you it was not exciting to me whatsoever. It is the team that is supposed to win the higher seed, wins every single time Uh, where I disagree with you is I do think that uh, I have and actually let me double check myself on this because I I need to yeah I have Illinois going uh, to the final four here I do think if there is going to be a number one seed uh, potentially not making it in my opinion that kind of gives you an illusion to what I'm expecting Uh, out of here I do think it's Illinois kind of goes back to my discussion about them being the lower of the number one seeds Uh, but while the region as a whole does not excite me that matchup at the end probably would excite me uh, to get, see who
2: gets into the final four. How does uh, it I shake have out? A question. For, go ahead. I have a question. So if Illinois plays Houston, do you think Houston beats Illinois?
0: That's a tough one. Um, <laughs> really?
2: Mm. What do you think, Gray?
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to defer my comment. I want to hear I how think y'all are out. very much disrespecting a very hot Illinois team that just won the big, the best, conference and basketball this year's tournament. Okay. Well so um, it sounds
0: like that's gonna be your uh your final four I, think, pick, but... I
1: yeah I do have them advancing and I think if there's a team that knocks them off in this racket it's West Virginia. I have West Virginia going to the Elite Eight as well. Uh you know Bob Huggins that style of play Graham explained it perfectly you know, that's what they do and that's and you know that that really hurts teams like Illinois who want to slow things down a little bit more and Huggins and that press causes chaos. Um, so I, I, could very easily see West Virginia going, but this Illinois team is probably the hottest team in basketball right now. Uh, they just, they buzz saw miss Michigan at the end of the regular season by 30. And then they went through the conference championship and beat Ohio state in the, in the championship today, uh, right before, right before the selection Sunday, um, I think y'all are going a little crazy on the Illinois. <laughs> like, they they're good. They 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 should be at number 1. They they should be the number 1. I, like I cuz I think their second number 2 was like uh Houston or Alabama. I don't think Houston or Alabama is on even close to Illinois level right now.
0: Well, definitely not Alabama. We all
2: agree on that. Well,
1: but, Alabama's uh, losing no. higher, right? <laughs> exactly,
2: exactly. They gone. Y'all have got it. They gone. Y'all have it. I'm oh, glad no. I, I've turned y'all to that.
0: Can you please make that the name of your bracket in our challenge? Man? <laughs> y'all
2: gone, and they gone, they gone. Just please,
0: yeah, just I'll so I can it. know that Here you. are right it. now, yeah. <laughs> that um, would be so good.
1: No, I got Illinois against uh, Oklahoma State. In the Sweet 16, mm. because I don't think I, I think I got Tennessee beating Oregon State, but I don't think Fulkerson is going to play because you know they had they had the whole thing in the semifinal or the the quarterfinals with Florida where he got hit in the face and has a facial frame. I don't know if he's I don't know if he's done. I don't know that for a fact, but uh, I got Oklahoma State with the best player in the tournament going to uh, the Sweet 16 to get beat by Illinois and then Houston and West Virginia. I think that'll be a good game, but give me West Virginia and then Illinois to the final four.
0: Well, we may disagree on our opinions about Illinois, uh, but uh, you and I do agree that Illinois will be out of uh, this this region here. A little bit of disagreement. We differ with with Graham with his pick of West Virginia. However, he does know the big 12, even though they're not 12. And even though West Virginia regionally makes no sense to be in that, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Uh, I I just, it just irks me to know that West Virginia is considered part of the big 12. So I'll, I'll let that, I won't die on that Hill today. All right. We have reached the final four. Let me do a recap. And you guys correct me if I have it wrong, but I think I've written it down correctly. Graham in his final four has Michigan versus Iowa. And then Baylor versus west virginia gray has texas (laughs) okay versus gonzaga (laughs) and baylor versus illinois i have gonzaga versus michigan and i have baylor versus illinois i had the least imaginative shakeout of the entire entire tournament i am just I'm disappointed in myself Real
1: original Kyle.
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry. Look, I just don't see it shaking out any other way. I'm not <laughs> impressed with anybody else out of that Illinois region. Uh, you know, that's the only place that I could I want to say, not impressed, not impressed enough to beat Illinois. Um, as much as you said, I was disrespecting them earlier. Um, so why don't we do this? I'll start with our special guest Graham. I want you to walk me through your final four who wins each game. And then who is eventually your national champion?
2: So my final four is weird because I've got one Big Ten matchup and one Big Twelve matchup. I've got Iowa versus Michigan. Uh, that's, this year, this year they were um, Iowa versus Michigan. Michigan's gonna beat Iowa, and I've got <clears throat> I've got Baylor over West Virginia, um, but I'm torn on that one. I'm that torn would be a great
1: one. matchup, by the way.
2: Yeah, that that's always fun when they play each other. That that would be um, a
1: great matchup.
2: So we've got they, Iowa versus Baylor for you. I have a no, I have a Michigan versus Baylor. Michigan versus Baylor. Excuse Michigan. me. Michigan. That, that would be a good one. I went match. chalk. I went chalk on there. Okay.
0: And then your eventual champion would be
2: I'll go Baylor. They're like 40 minutes from where I live. Um <laughs> that 131 one defense, if you figure it out, it's uh it's easy to beat but teams struggle to play against that Baylor 1-3-1 defense um, a lot of times. So at, I don't know. It depends on if they can crack the Baylor defense or not.
0: All right, Gray, we'll pitch it over to you. Walk me through how your final four shakes out to the championship game and who is your champion.
1: Look, I was hyping up that Texas um Getting getting up to the final four, and I, I still we're think they do. that now, aren't you? I think they get blown out of the door by Gonzaga, blown off the door by Gonzaga. Mm. Um, so Gonzaga advances to the championship, and then this one, this may have been my hardest pick right here with Baylor against Illinois, uh, because I, I think these are two teams that were, uh, I think Illinois was at the bottom. Uh, at the barrel, the kind of the start of the year, Baylor was at the absolute top, and I think Baylor's kind of gone down. You know, they have that loss, and they have that COVID break, and then Illinois shot up with their big win against Michigan and then their uh, Big Ten Tournament Championship. Um, give, me, give me Illinois.
0: Illinois as your eventual champion.
1: And then, yes, I have Illinois as beating Gonzaga in the national championship. Oh, wow. Okay, so we've got an Illinois pick.
0: We've got a Baylor pick. I will round it out with my obviously completely boring <laughs> picks here in my tournament <laughs> bracket. Uh, all one seeds across the board. I had Gonzaga versus Michigan. Um, I think uh, personally that Michigan will be the one that takes down Gonzaga. I think uh, they are the Gonzaga the second best team in the land, but I do think from playing both of those against Auburn this year that I saw a few chinks in their armor. So I will pick Michigan to get the win there and make it to the championship game. I would then look over to Baylor versus Illinois. And as much as I do respect Illinois, I think Baylor is a far better team and we'll smoke them. And we'll have a Baylor versus Michigan matchup with the eventual champion being the Baylor Bears. I said it on live television, (laughs) brothers. You You got it. You can write it down. Baylor Bears will be the champions and we will be celebrating uh, celebrating uh, Davion Mitchell and vicariously claiming the championship for Auburn. There, I brought it all back. That's fine.
1: Around. There, that there, there works. There we go. There we go. <laughs> it
0: all comes back to that. So we've got a two Baylors and we've got a Illinois champion across the three of us there. I, You know, honestly, I'll say this, guys. It could have been worse. That's um, I, true. I, I, I've heard worse from Ben King, one of our former co-hosts here. <laughs> uh, I think one time he picked like, I, I don't know. Maybe it was like Vanderbilt to be the winner. And I just, the, his reasonings, he always had reasons. And that's what I always say, just have a reason, but I just couldn't agree with him. Um So we got to a place that I think is very um, reasonable for everybody here across the board. That uh, is, I, I do think we're going to have a fun tournament. Does anybody yeah. think that it's not going to be a fun tournament?
2: But I think it'll be a blast of a tournament. I think there's a lot of, um, I think there's a lot of potential for upsets. Mm-hmm which is always fun the more cinderella teams the better without teams that would traditionally be um, the favorites in this tournament like duke and UN, unc even though they're in it um, i'm glad to not see them in the tournament that makes me happy absolutely you know without those teams it gives other smaller teams a better chance of winning and proceeding on to the next to further in the tournament than normal
1: like
0: illinois <laughs> yes, like <laughs> Illinois. Not like Texas, Gray. <laughs> not like Texas.
1: we'll uh, see.
0: <sighs> Look, you know, you could have picked so many other It's only teams. bold
1: predictions. I told you last time. It's only bold predictions.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Well, you you stay over there with your bold
0: uh prediction <laughs> of uh Texas. I'm gonna take my wise predictions of going straight chalk the entire not straight chalk, but at least my number one seeds. So uh I think uh, we have had some great perspectives here, some fun times here. Um, We're going to have a great tournament uh, to look forward to this entire March Madness season. Uh, So I want to do I do want to thank Graham for being so gracious to uh, call in and be part of our discussion here for the very first time. So I hope that we our trial by fire for you
2: uh, went well. No, I appreciate it. I was it's a blast. I love talking basketball. So uh, this was a blast. I I really appreciate y'all having me on.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. If, if you want to tell people where they can find you maybe on social media real quick before we get out of here just in case they want to
2: connect with you. Um you can find me on Instagram at graybear43 and you can find me on Twitter at the same handle graybear43.
0: And as always I want to thank my co-host for Inside the Jungle, Gray Oldenburg, for being weird with his Texas pick, yep. but also being here and being part of this show today and uh, having a little fun with us about March yep. Madness. So thank you, Gray, for being here.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on again, Kyle.
0: And where can they find you on social media?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Gray Oldenburg or on Instagram at Gray021. And you can
0: find me at Twitter at TwaggerI24 if you want to connect with me. And also, as a last reminder here, uh, our bracket challenge is listed under E2C Network 2021 on the ESPN Tournament Challenge uh, website, app, whatever you'd like to use. You will need the password CONQUER. That is C-O-N-Q-U-E-R. And we hope to see you as part of our bracket challenge competing for bragging rights and a prize amongst your Auburn family members. We appreciate you listening to this episode, and we'll be talking to you about basketball again very, very soon. Until then, my friends, War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show.